This is Three and Five, an SLC management podcast. Welcome, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Steve Peacher, president of SLC Management. This is the first in what we expect to be an ongoing series of short podcasts we're calling Three and Five, three relevant investment questions posed to our experts across SLC management and our affiliate managers, Bentall Green Oak, Infrared, and Crescent Capital, all inside of five minutes. I'm joined today by Sonny Kelsey, the CEO of our global real estate manager, Bentall Greeno. Sonny, thanks for taking the time today. Steve, thank you very much for having me. Sonny, first question. As we emerge from the pandemic, the consensus economic outlook increasingly calls for rapid GDP growth, accelerating inflation, and rising interest rates. What does that mean for the outlook for commercial real estate? Well, Steve, if we indeed are in an inflationary environment, uh, that's actually generally pretty good for real assets, uh, especially those which have an ability to pass through uh, increases in rent. So what are some good examples? Probably the most obvious is multifamily, you know, where generally rents are one year uh, in duration. And so you have a real ability to index there. A lot of industrial properties also have CPI adjustments in them, sometimes with a cap, but they have an ability to increase with uh, adjustments to CPI. So those also do generally pretty well. The asset classes which are tougher are ones which are more bond-like in their nature. So true long-term triple net leases, uh, those don't do as well, just like bonds don't do as well in an inflationary environment. Um, office is tougher. Office is tougher in a lot of ways, but office is tougher just because you've got um, different lease durations. And you know your ability to index leases and increase them are going to be very much dependent upon how, what the lease term is underneath them. But overall, I would say it's, a, it's good for inflation, it's good for real estate. Thanks, Sonny. Second question. You just mentioned office, and every day it seems we hear of another large company moving more of its workforce to a hybrid model requiring less office space. Examples include JP Morgan, IBM, Ford, a number of the large tech companies. As an investor, are you a better buyer or a better seller of office properties in this environment? Office is definitely a tricky asset class, is what I'd say. Um, and I'd say for every JP Morgan, uh, there's an Apple, uh, which just recently announced a big, a new billion dollar campus in uh, the Raleigh Durham area. So I think, look, I think it's going to, the reality is that we're not going to, the future of office is going to be adjudicated over the next three to five years. That's not what most people want to hear. We want an answer now, right? We're used to the 24-hour news cycle, but that's not where we are. I would say our general view is we see core office demand across the board coming down about 10% from a combination of people taking less space, people giving people employees more flexibility to work from home, et cetera. But that's going to be very uneven. It's going to be uneven by company. It's going to be uneven by geography, et cetera. And so I would say to answer your question, we're a seller of some stuff. We're definitely going to be a buyer of other stuff, but we're going to have to move slowly here because this, this is good. The, the future is going to be murky for a while, uh, but I will tell you, I'm really happy to be sitting back in my office today. Great. Okay. Third question. Industrial properties or warehouses have been the best performing sector within commercial real estate over the past few years, but cap rates for good industrial properties are now, are now around 4%. So is now the time to underweight the industrial sector? That's a really fair question, right? You get worried whenever you see so much money going in on one side of the trade, right? Um, I would say our view right now, at least uh, in the near term, which is probably the next three to five years, is the demand side is just too strong, meaning there's just such huge demand for industrial property, whether it's dry logistics, 
cold storage, et cetera, as we see this big uh, you know, seismic shift going on from basically uh, you know, physical retail to online. Um, cap rates are low, uh, but we expect rents are going to grow pretty significantly um, above CPI. <laughs> and so, you know, I think our view is that the near term, things look good, especially so in Europe and Asia, for example, is certainly relative to the U.S. But I would say even in the U.S., um, you know, if you look at secondary and tertiary markets, a lot of where the demographic shift is happening, those are very underserved from a logistics industrial perspective. So our view is that some of those other markets might outperform the primary kind of gateway markets for industrial. So from our perspective, it's definitely uh, not the right time to underweight. We're still kind of uh, fully locked and loaded. Okay. One, one final bonus question. I know you're a big music fan, and I've seen the picture of Biggie Smalls on the wall of your office. My question is, who is your favorite rapper? So my favorite rapper uh, is definitely Biggie Smalls. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he was he met an untimely demise in 1997. Uh, so I do listen to a lot of Biggie. I also listen to a lot of Snoop Dogg. Uh, Snoop's still alive, and I had the pleasure of meeting him a few years ago. And the thing I would say about both of them generally is they're both generally happy rappers. They rap about happy things, you know, like having your mind on your money and your money on your mind. All good things. Well, that's definitely what we all need after the past year, some happy rapping. Thanks, Sonny, for your insights, and thanks, everybody, for listening in to our first episode of Three and Five.